The David Eagle Podcast presents America, the aliens are coming, the 15th of August, 2019. Today, I was potentially going to be taking part in the final of the BBC Radio 4 New Comedy Awards, but as established in my last blog post, I didn't make it through. So, instead, I'm now on a plane heading out to spend two weeks touring the US. Oh, war is me. However, I have now worked out what actually happened at the BBC Radio 4 New Comedy Awards, and I understand why I didn't get through. I've received a few comments of recent from people saying that they were slightly glad that I didn't proceed to the next stage of the competition. They were worried that a victory might mean that I'd dedicate more time to comedy, resulting in the breakup of the young'uns. And then it all started to make perfect sense. The judges of the competition were all clearly massive young'uns fans, concerned that by crowning me the winner, they might cause the breakup of their favourite band. So, despite the fact that they knew full well that I was clearly the true champion, they decided to not put me through for the good of folk music. Now, in reality, a young'uns breakup was never actually on the cards, but I accept that they weren't to know this. It is now clear to me that they were acting in a truly noble manner, allowing the comedy world to suffer in order to spare the folk world. And when you look at it like that, which surely you must, it all makes absolute sense. And actually, I am both accepting of and humbled by their decision. They risked their own reputations, their own credibility as comedy judges. No doubt they were ridiculed by their peers for their seemingly ludicrous decision not to put me through. Yet, nevertheless, they were willing to sacrifice themselves for the greater good. Thank you, director of Leicester Comedy Festival, Jeff Rowe, comedian Angela Barnes, and editor of BBC Radio Comedy, whose name I've forgotten. I am truly humbled. I urge you all to thank them too. Get yourself to an Angela Barnes gig and give her an extra big cheer when she comes onto the stage. Thank her for her honourable actions. Get tickets for the Leicester Comedy Festival. Maybe wave a banner proclaiming the director to be a hero for his amazing, brave actions. And make sure that you pay your TV licence for what they did on that night was truly a public service. We, the young'uns, have just set out on our first US tour. Thankfully, we managed to get our work visas sorted just in time. This involved having to justify why we weren't going over there simply to steal a job that an American could just as easily do. We had to explain why three Americans couldn't essentially replicate what we did. However, the more I thought about it, the more I started to like the idea of three Americans being drafted in to serve as our transatlantic tribute act. They could spend a few intensive months watching videos of our gigs, listening to all our podcasts, reading our book, still available to buy, both in audio and written format. Go to the Young'uns website, click on shop, the book's called Bound Together. Absorbing every interview that we've ever done, having extensive phone conversations with us in order to become as authentic a replica as possible. Then we could just sit at home and get our share of the money without having to even get off our arses. Or even better, we could do another tour of the UK or Europe whilst our American counterparts were generating an extra income for us. Perhaps we should have seriously considered this option. This would have negated us having to fill out the litany of long, complicated forms to prove that we are what the US government rather grandly call an internationally recognised alien of extraordinary ability. An internationally recognised alien of extraordinary ability. I mean, we're just going over to sing some folk songs, but fair enough, mate. I'll take the title if you're offering it.
I've now started wielding this moniker about in various situations. If I'm having an argument with my girlfriend and I fear that she might be getting the upper hand, I remind her that she's in the presence of an internationally recognised alien of extraordinary ability and she soon shuts up. After all, she knows that if she wants to continue having an internationally recognised alien of extraordinary ability on her arm, then she needs to book her ideas up. Otherwise, she'll be lumbered with one of those ordinary humdrum blokes, just like all of her other friends. The only slight dampener is that Michael and Sean have also been given the status internationally recognised alien of extraordinary ability, which makes it feel a lot less special. During the security checkpoint at Dublin Airport, both Sean and I received a beeping sound when we passed through. We'd been in the queue for ten minutes and nobody else had received this beeping sound. Nothing to worry about, the lady said. It's just a random extra security check that we do, occasionally, from time to time. Well, she says there's nothing to worry about, but in my opinion, there's quite a lot to worry about. If they only do this extra security check randomly, occasionally, from time to time, then they have surely just significantly increased their chances of not catching an actual terrorist, because I know that I'm not a terrorist, and I'm pretty sure that Sean isn't a terrorist, unless he's been playing one hell of a long game. He's got into a folk band in the hope that one day will be sought after enough to be asked to play the US, and then finally he'll be able to commit the terrorist act that he's always been planning on executing. In the meantime, he's just going to have to bide his time, writing and singing folk songs, steadily progressing from small folk clubs to art centres, up to theatres and then festivals. He'll be asked to play all over Europe and then Australia and Canada until finally the call will come to play the US. And then, at long last, he will be able to deal America the blow that he'd been wanting to deliver all these years. He was so close. All he had to do now was just convince the US government that he was an internationally recognised alien of extraordinary ability, which shouldn't be too difficult. I mean, he's a folk singer, for goodness sake. And finally, his moment would have arrived. There was just one little concern. He was prepared for the standard security check. He was pretty sure that he'd be able to get his hidden secret deadly device through there, undetected. But he was a little uneasy about the prospect of one of those random extra security checks. But he should be fine. After all, this was only something that they did occasionally, from time to time. However, if he did get one of these random extra security checks, then his whole elaborate 15-year folk veneer might have all been in vain. I was pretty sure, though, that Sean wasn't a terrorist, and I knew that I wasn't, so therefore I knew that they were wasting their time doing a random security check on us, whilst an actual terrorist might now be swanning through unbothered by the very thing that might otherwise have thwarted them. I thought about mentioning this to the security person, but I realised that this might be interpreted as the desperate protests of a guilty man, and so I stayed quiet. After all, it would be a shame if Angela Barnes and her comedy cronies had valiantly clubbed together in order to save their favourite folk band, only for us to be arrested and detained and unable to play any music. And now, a bonus fictional end. Alien Probe. It's hard to conduct small talk when you're receiving an anal cavity search, but in fairness, the security man was doing his best, perhaps in a bid to try and loosen me up a bit which obviously makes the arse probing somewhat easier. Er, are you here for business or pleasure? He asked, whilst his finger ploughed deeper into my anus. Well, both, I suppose, I replied. And you?